Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my fist pump hour here on 105 Through the Fan. 8 o'clock hour, Sean and RJ. Sean Sharif is out today with just Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy, Peyton Russell. Ryan holding it down on the video back there. Mavs drop their third in a row last night. They lose 118-109 to the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, it's it's always terrible when you come out of a game and you hold Nikola Jokic to 14 points and then you get drubbed like you did. Because they, they were really, realistically, not in this game after halftime. Or really after little way into the second quarter uh nuggets outscored the mavericks 35 to 19 in the second quarter really have control of the game throughout we're up 20 for for stretches uh dallas kind of makes a later push luka Doncic played great 37 points nine assists had four steals nobody else looked very interested in playing basketball last night for the mavericks kyrie irving was out uh with a back issue that does not sound like it's going to be anything that keeps him out past this one game they go into all-star weekend now so good rest for kyrie irving Good rest if there's any lingering issues on the heel contusion for Luka Doncic. And good rest for Josh Green. Because he is just, I think that he the increase in his usage and his minutes, uh, he could use the recharge. He, he's had to play a lot more ball lately than he's been accustomed to. And that, that probably takes a little bit of a ramp-up period. So a good chance to get the, uh, the refresher there as the Mavericks now sit tied for 7th. Where do you think they eventually end up? Uh, five. Because I mean, they, they could be anywhere between, yeah. we've talked about, three and ten. I think they end up at five. I, um, if, you, if you look at the state, I think they're better than, let's go to the stands. I think they're better than Minnesota. Um, I still, man, I don't, I, I can't buy uh, Sacramento. I can't either. Light the beam. Is that their, that's their thing, right? Yeah. yeah, they literally send up like a purple bat signal. I think they're better than New Orleans and Golden State, Oklahoma City, and all those teams. You think they are better than Golden State? Yeah. I mean, Golden State has not right. been great this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah, Golden State year. has not been great this year. They they are the exact opposite home and road splits. Golden State's twenty two and seven at home, seven and twenty two on the road. That's absurd. Like you can't be seven and twenty two on the road. No. And and I mean and Dallas can't be Dallas can't be twelve and nineteen. That's got to get rectified. The way they've played on the road has to get fixed. It does. But look at the look at the West. I mean, every team. Pretty much, he's got a losing record on the road. Denver's five hundred. Memphis is six under five hundred. I mean, that's the goal, right? Shoot for shoot for five hundred on the road. Sacramento's two games over five hundred on the road. Phoenix is six under. Clippers two over. Minnesota six under. Mavs seven under. Pelicans nine under. Golden State fifteen. Man, these these numbers you're reading off. It sounds like my golf score. Like just seven under, nine under. Yeah, just, you know. Damn. I can see that. That, that's that's tough there. No, I do believe. I, I think Sacramento. Where would you put Dallas right now in the West? Behind Denver and Phoenix, probably. Would you put them behind Memphis? 
I don't buy Memphis, but I mean, they, you can't argue with the season they've had again. I just want to. I want to get some. I, the one thing I don't like is. I know it's a small issue, but I don't like that Kyrie Irving wasn't able to play last night. I want to get more time with Kyrie and as much yeah. time that we can get in with Kyrie and Luca to figure out some of the things on offense. That's what I want done. And so I want as many of those opportunities as I can. So that's a little bit of a frustrating thing, but ultimately uh, Mavericks, th- this connection should work out. I think, I think we all feel like the offense should work out. The defense is going to be a work in progress, but the time they've shared on the floor so far, Dallas's offense has been really efficient when Luka and Kyrie have played together. And Brian Windhorst was on ESPN's Get Up yesterday, so this is ahead of the Denver game. And Windhorst was talking about how strong people believe this connection between Luka and Kyrie is going to be. They are already looking like they have a spirit of working together. They will work out the kinks. And after this game in Denver, they come home after the All-Star break for a six-game homestand. Four of those six games are against teams with losing records. We could be back here in 10, 12 days talking about how great this pairing looks together. But obviously, that was a bit of a bumpy first close game situation the other night. Yeah, they've got to figure out their late game situations. But isn't that more on Jason Kidd than the connection between Irving and Luka? Yes, it is. That's got to be that's got to be his. And look, my Basic made a great point during crosstalk the other day. Why the hell is if you if you don't trust Christian Wood on defense, fine, whatever else. When it's ball out of bounds, ten seconds left, and you need a bucket. Why is he not on the floor? Sub him in at least for ball out of bounds at the end of a game. He is well, one of your yeah, better I offensive mean, players. He is, and that's the frustrating thing. Like I, you met, I think it is personal. There's just something we don't see, and that there, sucks. This is this is the case. Whenever we haven't been able to add up issues with any sports franchise, like hey, why is this player? fallen out of favor we always find out later like oh here's the jagged screwed up piece to the puzzle that if we would have known this but they weren't telling us then oh there's the complete picture now it makes sense what they're doing they're not giving us that piece not that they should not that they have any reason to uh i mean they're they're completely it's completely within their right to keep things in-house if they want to yeah. do that, I, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying it makes I it difficult. That. I prefer it, that. Yeah, it makes it difficult for us to understand it, though. Yeah. It just I, and makes it difficult for fans to understand. Look, I, I prefer them keep things in. I, I have never felt. And I know I'm in the minority on this one. And I, I, I'm cool with that. I've never felt we as fans have a right to know everything. No, we don't. We don't. It's, it, we don't have a right. You know, like everybody says, no, the fans have a right to know. No, no, you don't. We, we don't, but here's what I will say. Jason Kidd, don't get frustrated when you get questions from the media about Christian Wood. Correct. Is that if you say, say, look, hey, well, we'll just don't be upset that why don't they understand my process when you don't want to reveal everything about your process. That's 100%. totally within your right to do that. But don't then get frustrated when you get questions about it. Because he has gotten frustrated at times when Christian Wood questions come up. Totally agree. And so to me, like, yeah, I think it's, you know, I actually really like the way Mike McCarthy will say this sometimes. My, Mike McCarthy will talk about, look, that's something we're handling in-house. Or look, we're approaching it this way. And so he tells you, like, there's reasons for our decision. I don't want to I don't necessarily give them to you yet, but I understand your question. You guys don't have all the information, so we'll leave it at that. That's the way to handle it. Yeah. Just and 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 address it. Now, maybe he doesn't want to even infer there's something wrong and, and potentially damage whatever relationship they do have with Christian Wood and, and make it any worse. Maybe they're trying to work on it, so they, he doesn't want to throw him under the bus by even insinuating something is off. But don't then get upset at questions or be like, why would they question me as to my decision-making? Well, because to be honest, dude, like you don't have a great track record going back to Brooklyn and Milwaukee with handling situations no. like this. And listen, you know, we don't have to know everything. 
But you're right. I mean, if you don't, if you keep things secret, then you know the media is going to write what they want, and the fans are going to think what they want. Um, you 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 can't get upset with the questions. You just can't. Yes, I think it's personal. If it's personal, that's a problem. Yes, you can't you can't make coaching decisions or managerial decisions based on personal. Kyrie Irving, as we've talked about, the ball movement has gotten so much better uh, when he's been in the lineup. Offenses run really efficiently. It's been an exciting pairing, but we've all had this discussion of like, how long is this going to last? Whether it be, you know, how long is it going to last in terms of are they going to be able to resign him? Whether it's if they do resign him, how long is it going to work out that he's able to stay here, stay out of trouble, stay in the good graces, everything like that? Kyrie Irving, apparently, according to Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski. I never know how to say it. It's like trying to say Worcestershire sauce. How's his last name? Say it for me. Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. I always want to put an R before the J, like Wojnarowski. Yeah. Wojnarowski. Adrian Wojnarowski was on that same segment of Get Up and gave what I think, and given who it's coming from and what a a well-connected insider is, gave to me the most positive, sunshiny outlook I've heard yet on the potential of Kyrie staying in Dallas past this season. Dallas didn't make this trade and give up. And Monica mentioned, you know, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, and then also a first-round pick, two mm-hmm. second-round picks. They didn't give that up for Kyrie Irving to be a rental for them. You know, I think it's going to be a negotiation. I think it's going to be – they'll probably want to get Kyrie Irving on as short of a deal as they can. You keep leverage as an organization, uh, and you keep trade value with him if he's on a shorter deal and things go awry. But certainly, they're all invested in making this work. Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, he knows they weren't good enough to win prior. I think it's more its more likely than not Kyrie Irving stays in Dallas just because of what they invested in him. And his chance to get the kind of contract he wants is going to be with it for all the reasons they traded for him. They, they were at a shortage of talent around Luka Doncic. Listen, hopefully, this thing goes well enough. It's never going to be perfect with Kyrie Irving, but I think given what they gave up and Dallas's track record of being willing to pay players who want to be there, I I think it's more likely than not Kyrie Irving is in Dallas. So Woj is not typically, does not play the role of analyst. He plays the role of this is what I'm hearing. Yes, that's it. That's all he does. That's that's fine. That's what I want, right? Which which he did not, he did not say there, I'm told Kyrie's more likely. But I think you you let what you hear from the inside inform the way that you're going to talk about those issues. So if Woj is talking that directly about it's more likely than not that Kyrie resigns in Dallas. That to me says betting odds favorite then should be Kyrie resigns in Dallas if Woj is talking like that. Because that means he's got it on pretty good authority, probably from both parties, that they want it to work out. Listen, if Woj says something, I believe it. Um, if Woj says that he's more likely than not to sign with the Mavericks, I buy that. He's hearing that from somebody very connected. Yes. Not not just the Mavs front office, not just Kyrie's people, but the NBA, from Kyrie's agents, from Kyrie. He's hearing it from somebody important. Yeah, and I think when you look at... And by the way, I don't think that's a leverage play on Kyrie's part. What isn't? Like, I don't think it benefits Kyrie for him to say and have it out there he's more likely to sign with the Mavs. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't think so either. I think that's just genuinely where yeah. it, Woj is hearing it's at right now. Right, Which, if that's it is. the case, good. 
that's no. that's encouraging food. Now we we read something on the air yesterday from Yahoo Sports. Jake Fisher had talked about the Mavericks are not going to just lose Kyrie if that happens. That they are committed to that learning from the Jalen Brunson issue last year and saying, look, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna make sure we facilitate a sign and trade. You have to. Because he's gonna he's gonna be able to bring you back something. Yes. Yeah, and, and look, it may just be some flexibility within like you know a certain contract and maybe a pick it's probably i mean you're not going to get a sign and trade and be able to go get kevin durant or something like but you'll be able to get a piece that'll help you but either way it sounds like that's not even going to be an issue this sounds like look the mavericks are are committed to getting this done Kyrie is in favor of getting this done and if if, you, if it works well enough to where Kyrie's happy here and the mavericks are happy to have him then that means luca's happy as well and that means that luca's in a spot that feels like look you're not at risk here because I mean I think that's all been in our internal fear here is getting a rotted like the Seattle Mariners did when he when it was just like we're gonna lose him we yeah. can't keep him he's can't keep he's him. incredible and we're not gonna be able to keep him that's what you don't want you you can't do it back-to-back years where you get nothing for somebody where you get nothing in return they've got to find a way to get something in return if they're gonna lose him like, they've got to do the sign and trade but man if, if he signs here long term you know, we, we, it's great on the surface. He seems happy for five days, for a week or whatever. He does seem happy. Um, he seems like there's no... It's volatile, though. It's unpredictable. It, it is, but again, I mean, like, think of the situations he was in. All right? He was in Cleveland. There's media everywhere around LeBron. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Boston. The local media is pains in the butt. Brooklyn. And yeah. then he goes to Brooklyn. Now, granted... There's not a single Nets fan in the world. Like they just they, <laughs> like, other than Kyrie, Kyrie grew up one. The Nets are a bigger team nationally than they are in their own town. Like that's a Knicks town. They're a much bigger team nationally. Um, but the New York media is still the New York media. This is different. Like there's no there's no pressure here. There's no media here that that's gonna be up his butt. Right. Did CBS Sports Hired Dan Orlovsky to write articles for their website. <laughs> this next article we discuss will have you thinking so. That's next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One, two, three, take your hand and come with me because you look so fine and I really want to make you mine. Bye, bye, bye. Jet, are you going to be my girl? One hit wonder right there, Chop. They are one hit wonder. Yeah, aggressively so. Back around Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan. Aggressively one hit wonder. Man, that is a... Uh... That's a segment at some point. Like, name that one-hit wonder. Like, play, Ooh, we should. Peyton play a you know, song. Okay, okay, so I've got a bit that I, I want to bring out again because we had a lot of fun with it. Peyton will not like this bit because he didn't like it at the time. But I think we should play this next week. How young is Peyton Russell? Which we basically, oh, no. we gave him, like, four categories. And then we let him pick a decade for the category. And then we just name a name from there. So it's like... Football, okay, a football player. What decade? 80s, okay, 1980s. Peyton Russell, do you know who... Um, I'm trying Mike to think Dicka. of... No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, do you know who uh, Jim McMahon is? No. Okay. And so you just play that game. The last time we played it, we got through eight questions, and the only one he knew was Will Clark. Oh, my God. You know, you mentioned the 85 Bears right there with Jim McMahon. Yeah, he was the quarterback for the 85 Bears, one of Brian Broaddus' best NFL buddies. Wasn't born in the 80s, sorry. Yeah, but you mentioned Mike Dicka. You should have been able to make the connection. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Chop. Did you know that the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has more people in the Hall of Fame than the 85 Bears? That is criminal. That's. They also have more people in the Hall of Fame than the 86 Giants defense and the 2000 Ravens. That's nuts. Screw you, Ira Kaufman, who is the Rick Goslin of Tampa, who is contrabanding all these Buccaneer players into the Hall of Fame, screwing up the Hall of Fame. That was not that good of a defense. It wasn't better than the Ravens, and it wasn't better than the Giants, and it wasn't better than the Bears. No, not at all. I mean, the best defense I've ever seen is the 2000 Ravens. I mean, we're giving it the treatment of the steel curtain, for crying out loud. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers got a lot of unfair, not unfair, but Steelers relative to the Cowboys got way too many in from the 70s. I'd have to go check. Does the Doomsday have four Hall of Famers on defense? Currently? Uh, how do you include like Bob Lilly who retired in 74? Was he technically part of it? So you got Cliff Harris, you have Charlie Waters, you have Randy White. Uh, that's three. And then... Um, who else do we have there? When did Howley retire? They just got Chuck Howley in. They've had Bob Lilly. I mean, okay, so that, now yeah, there you got they got more. That's fine. That's fine. That's Mel fine. Renfro. But I mean, yep. those are guys who also retired before. Like the Cowboys' offense is what got screwed Hall of Fame wise. Yes, and when you're like inducting Lynn Swan and guys like that, right? Lynn Swan overrated. One catch, one play. Two catches. It was two catches in that game. The yeah. the, the he had the, he had one. the bobbling one, and then he had the one where he got his feet in on the sideline. That it's still yeah. stunning that he did. All right. Cody Benjamin is a writer for CBS. I'm sorry. Cody Benjamin is a pen name at CBS Sports for Dan Orlovsky. Chop, they had this article the other day, right before the Super Bowl, ranking the 12 losing playoff teams' chances 
of reaching the Super Bowl so in 2024. Count, they don't count Philly and they don't count um, no uh, Philly, no Kansas KC. City. All the other playoff teams. It's let's rank their their who has the best chance of getting to the Super Bowl next year out of these playoff teams. Can you guess who number one is on this list? Of the best chance of reaching the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I can't wait for the truckrack.com fan text to see where among the playoff losers they have the Cowboys. Okay, so if I was doing this list, my number one team would be an NFC team. Because of the vulnerability to the Eagles? The vulnerability of the Eagles, but more so not having to worry about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Fair. So I would put San Francisco there. They have the Cincinnati Bengals. That would be my second choice. Even they're, though they're AFC, I think they're, they're so legit, man. They're the boring pick since they've now been to two straight AFC title games, but it's not hard to trust Joe Burrow and company to return to the big stage at some point. Number two. In fact, this is a this is heavily slanted to the AFC. This is a stunning list. You're gonna okay. you're gonna laugh. Number now, two, it's a, I, I, again like those are the best teams. Oh, this is not this is not even reach. this is not even best teams. I don't think AFC this, number Ra- number Ravens. two Ravens. number two is the Bills. That's that that's reasonable. I think Bengals Bills. You can make an argument that yeah. says those two. They may have flopped on their own snowy turf in the divisional round this year, and Josh Allen certainly deserves more flack than he gets. For his penchant for turnovers, but if they can find a way to merely fix the run game, or at least do it more consistently, the Allen Diggs pairing alone is enough to carry them throughout shootouts with the best of them. Number three, it's another AFC team. Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, we're serious. They may have scraped their way to an ugly AFC South title, but Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence exceeded expectations of their pairing by season's end, most notably with the 27-point comeback against the Chargers in their playoff debut. It is unreasonable, I think, just on an odds basis to say the three likeliest to get to the Super Bowl are all in the same conference. That's not possible. Yeah, this Cody Benjamin? Yes. All well, right. that's the pen name. It's Orlovsky. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, he's obviously not a gambler. He doesn't understand the odds. I, I, I'm so excited for number four. Baltimore. No. Okay. NFC. NFC. Um, it has to be San Fran. No. Okay. Um, the Giants? No. Minnesota? Ring him up. Maybe this is giving a franchise synonymous with the big game heartbreak too much credit, but Kevin O'Connell gave the team a true injection of life in his first year on the job. So no. they are saying no. the Vikings are the most likely team to reach the Super Bowl next year out of the playoff losers? I mean, I do, I do want... I do want Cody Benjamin to see that the Vikings aren't even the favorites to win the North next year. Bro, this is... This is de- Detroit is the favorite in Vegas to win the North. This list, I can't, I can't wait. And if we get time at the end of this, I do want to know who your most likely team to make the Super Bowl that didn't make the playoffs is. So think on that. I'm sure you're going to say Detroit, though. Number five. We've already got the Bengals, the Bills, Has the Jaguars, and the Vikings. No. Ravens? Yes. Okay. This is mostly predicated on uh, Lamar Jackson returning, of course, and that may well not be a given depending on how contract talks unfold at a free agency. Number six, RJ Choppy. We've got four AFC teams. The San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan sure knows how to taste an NFC title with or without healthy quarterbacks. He's now guided his team to three conference championship appearances in the last four years. Even if D'Amico Ryan's departs, this was right before he got hired. 
The defense should remain quite formidable at every level. Do you say formidable or formidable? Depends on how I'm saying it. Okay. I said formidable. But an interesting, I think it's, the fact that you would have the 49ers anywhere outside the top three in the NFL, much less second in the NFC, NFC is. I was talking to a Vegas handicapper yesterday saying that they have no idea how they haven't called Derek Carr. Um, I mean, unless they they really believe in the competition between Lance and Purdy. Maybe they do. Number seven. We, we do not have the Dallas Cowboys yet. The Dallas Cowboys were not in the top six. Okay, We've got so- the, the Bengals, Bills, Jaguars, Vikings, Ravens, 49ers. And again, this is CBS's sports ranking, Cody Benjamin, ranking the playoff losers, not the Eagles or the Chiefs, most likely to go to the Super Bowl next year. So number seven, Chopper. Okay, so we still have to go Tampa, Cowboys, Chargers, Seattle. And Giants. Yep. Okay. Number uh- seven. Well, we got to get the Cowboys in here sooner or later. So let's go Cowboys. No. Okay. Uh, Chargers. No. Giants? Yep. No. Brian Dable proved that he's capable of maximizing the Giants' talent. and no, more And more no, should not. be on the way now that general manager Joe Shane has plenty of money to spend. But the what? real question is, what do they do with that money? Number. Well, find a quarterback. How about that? Number eight, RJ. Number Chappell. eight? Mm-hmm. Cowboys. No. Chargers. Yes. As long as Justin Herbert is slinging it, they should be generally in the mix. Their lineup is also due for some positive injury regression after big names like Mike Williams and Joey Bosa miss major chunks of time. That's one of the most sensible things he said yet is that you should be able to, whenever you've got a year where you've got like really aggressive injuries and you're missing a bunch of guys, that usually settles back down. That's not something that continues to happen. You don't normally have that bad of luck back-to-back seasons with injuries. And so them being able to get those guys back, that'll be huge for them. So we are eight teams in of the 12 playoff losers. And Cody Benjamin still does not have the Cowboys as one of the eight most likely teams to make the Super Bowl next year. Uh, Number nine. All right, Cowboys. No. Miami? No. Miami wasn't in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, they were. Sorry. Wow, how's Miami not there? If two plays, they were a good team. They were. Um, Seattle? Nope. Tampa? Yep. Who, who, who's quarterbacking? That, well, so this was... Uh, it talks about how this this was right around the time of Brady's retirement. It says, this is a tough one to navigate because of Tom Brady's future and, and things like that. But no matter what happens, uh, this is a talented football team. And so the Buccaneers are number nine. Number... So, so we are through the nine. Let's see if the Cowboys have... Are one of the top ten playoff losers for Cody Benjamin at CBS Sports. Number ten, RJ Choppy. Cowboys. No. Miami. <laughs> yes. The defense should get a boost with Vic Fangio set to join the fold, but that unit is still a work in progress. More importantly, how can they be projected for sustained success when the health of quarterback Tua Tunga Vailoa is such a major question? Number eleven. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. The Seattle second, last. the second out of all the teams that lost in the playoffs. So when you assume you've got two teams in the Super Bowl that made it, so you're basically power ranking into next year, not considering teams on the rise. So like maybe you do have a Detroit that's on the rise that you would have above some of these playoff teams. At the very best, they are power ranking Dallas heading into next year as the 13th best team in the NFL. 
That's bull. This is an yes. Orlovsky pen name, right? Well, yeah, it's 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 trolly. It doesn't make sense. Here's, like, here's like, the but, you know, I don't. I've never understood. Did you guys talk Herm yesterday at all? Yes, we played the clip. All right. So, it makes sense to troll and put the Cowboys near the top. It doesn't make sense to troll and put them near the bottom. No. Because you're not getting the click. I mean, unless you're like like the leaving Dak out of the top unless, 10. Unless that usually that. That, that kind of thing gets stirred like, up. Like Coward? Here, here was, yeah, here was the description. Every year we give them the on-paper hype they're due, and every year they remind us of their big stage failings. Okay. And now they're entering an offseason in which they, won't have, uh, which they won't have excess cash for clear needs like a true number two receiver. That is a lie. We went over and we'll continue to go over. We've gone over there are ways to free up like $50 million in cash with four moves. And you only have to say goodbye to two players that you probably want to say goodbye to anyway. Who? Uh, Tyron Smith and Ezekiel Elliott. And then you just restructure Zach and Dak Prescott. Boy, that gets you see, $50 million. Did you see the... F- I did see video. Tyron Smith last night. He was at the Adam Sandler show. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. He was walking around the concourse area. He was walking, though. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, did you see the video of that was posted yesterday... Zeke, this is his rookie. I think this is rookie year, second year. It was against Cincinnati, and he ran. It was a sixty-yard touchdown run, and they said, "Man, he wasn't even touched on that one." Remember when Zeke ran this sixty yards in six seconds? He now runs about six yards in six seconds, and that's right, man. He had such a burst. He was fast. That eighty-five-yard run he had against Alabama in the um, the Final Four. Oh, you you see it his rookie year how like he he was explosive. He was explosive. He man. was I I mean he, like there's no doubt about it. Rookie Zeke is one of the most talented running backs we've seen in the last two decades. He was yeah, incredible. He was. Now the rest of this description here is hilarious to me. Dak Prescott remains a good quarterback, but with an aging line and play call, your starting tackles are Terrence Steele and Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith is. 21 years old. Terrence Steele, I believe, is 24. Your center, Tyler Biotish, is 25. Connor McGovern is 25. You've got Zach Martin, who's 30. The other guys are 25 or younger. All right, I mean, I guess if you're including Tyron Smith, but Tyron Smith's not a starter here anymore. Right, and there's a chance they go offensive line the first round and make it even in a younger line. They also point to play-calling uncertainty. Mike McCarthy is set to take over in the wake of Kellen Moore's departure. His setup suddenly feels... Like it's a year past its championship expiration date. That is wild. Where where would you have at the very lowest? Where would you have them among the playoff losers? I would say. Uh, okay, I could I could justify. I could justify behind Cincy, Buffalo, Jacksonville, as a team. But when you think about the odds of coming out of your conference, right? San Fran, Chargers. I could. Ha- they I could, have to be top five. I could justify them being behind them because those are four teams that could be better than them. But four of them are in the same con- or right. five teams. Four of those are in the same conference. At worst, they're behind San Fran in the NFC. Yes, of the losers. Of the losers. They're ahead of every other NFC team. Um, I would say take two of the AFC team, put it ahead of them. It's just Since, it's, I would say Cincy, Buffalo, San Fran, and then the then probably the Cowboys. It's just a wild list. Anyway, having that's Minnesota that high is that's that's a, a troll. It is. Speaking of young talent. Like the Cowboys offensive line. The Rangers have a lot of young talent, but there are several prospect grading agencies that are severely down on them, including the apple of our fan studio eyes back there. The Jack Leiter photo that's hanging up. 
Is Jack Leiter's future in doubt? And what's the latest with Jake DeGrom's injury? That's next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back here on Sean and RJ on 105 through the fan. Sean Sharif is out today, out the next couple days, actually. Bobby Belt, RJ Choppy, back from his bout with near death yesterday. Wasn't quite near death, but man. Mm-hmm. It was close. It was it was not the best day. It was not the best day. I slept from about eight o'clock to twelve thirty. When was the last time you slept four hours during the day? Um like consecutively like that. I woke up about two hours in. I turned my ringer off. I never do that. Like, I, I usually keep it on vibrate. I put it on silent sound. I bet you do. Yeah, I do. But either uh, way, four hours sleep. I can't remember the last time I slept four hours. I don't do that. Day. No, I, I, don't usually, I don't usually take naps anymore. Um, I just find that I don't, I don't really. I mean, I'll take like a, I'll, I'll, I'll doze off for like 10 minutes on the couch. Start drooling a little bit. It, I'm, I sleep just long enough to have to brush my teeth. <laughs> that's a that's a good uh, that's the barometer. That's, for a, me, that's yeah. a good barometer of it. Yeah. Uh, scary news. Well, not scary. Little tiny concerning <laughs> news. I, I, we we don't think it's a huge deal. But uh, Jacob Degrom was held out of his first spring training workout yesterday with the Rangers uh, because he felt some tightness in his left side. Uh, as ESPN described it, it was an unusually chilly day in Arizona, and some fields were slick from overnight rain. Uh, Rangers general manager Chris Young insisted the decision to hold out DeGrom was purely precautionary. He said it's as much as about it being day one of spring training as anything. He's been throwing. His arm feels great. I think we all feel much better that this isn't Jacob DeGrom missed this because, oh, his, uh, his, his bicep was sore. Or, oh, he, uh, his elbow was a little tender. Or, oh, his shoulder, he felt something in there. If, if you if you want an injury, I guess the the left side, maybe the oblique, maybe one of those uh like between the rib cage, like Charlie horse tightenings. You yeah. and I were talking about during the break the other day. Yeah, like, well, you, you know the ribs. You get like uh, I used to I, like my, I have ribs that slip out of place a lot. Mm. It just like slides down, um, and it pinches the nerve. And you, that's what if you get like you can't breathe. Yeah, it hurts to inhale. 
That's because you're, well, for me at least, my rib is slipped. So you got like a little layer of muscle layer of a nerve in between each rib cage, and you get that thing to slip out. Ooh, be somewhere else. But overall, we're not panicking yet. No. But it's still, I don't it's even want to say nothing. yet. It's I don't, don't want to say yet even like, oh, we're not panicking yet, but it's coming. I'm just saying it is, it's just not the greatest start. The last thing you want to hear after you've invested all this money and there are all these questions about it is he had some sort of health issue, medical issue, injury issue, whatever you want to call it. He had some sort of issue that prevented him from taking part in the workout. The very first one. That's just the last thing you want to hear after the money you spent on him. But there are other things to worry yourselves about. I'm worried about Jack Leiter, Chop. Yes. I'm officially at concern. This is a, this has been over the course of the last month. I want to take you through a couple different things here. Baseball America came out with their top 100 list, top 100 baseball prospects uh, in the middle of January. And the Rangers' number one ranked prospect was not Jack Leiter. Uh, in fact, the number one ranked prospect was Evan Carter, who is listed at, which is great. He's listed as 26th overall. Evan Carter, you remember when they drafted him, people were like, who is this? Nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, he was a high schooler out of Tennessee and people were like, we've never heard of this guy. What a joke pick from the Rangers at 50 or wherever it was. He was somewhere on there. And he's turned into an incredibly patient hitter. His on-base percentage has been absurd. It's, I think it's been consistently like 120, 130 points above his batting average really patient hitter josh young is back on the list again at 59 and uh then owen white is now the rangers top ranked pitching prospect according to baseball america at 66 no jack Leiter in their top 100 wow jack Leiter was 25th at the beginning of last year in he all was, baseball yeah for baseball america he was 37th in their midseason update and six months later six months later he is off of baseball america's top 100 list wow that's upsetting. Like that's that's not a good sign. You you uh, at this stage. So you know, when you get to a certain point, every level that you jump is is a is obviously is a major leap. Uh-huh. And you could be great. there are guys that are great in A ball that flame out in double A. Uh there are guys in double A that get to the majors and they're just they're not any good. Uh I was watching this um I don't, remember what, I don't remember what it was, but it was they had Derek Jeter on, and he said, if you could play double-A baseball, you could play Major League Baseball. Yeah, and I mean, to this point, he hasn't played it very well. He hasn't played it very well. He says, but if you can if you could play well in double-A, you could play at the Major League level. And I believe that. I mean, he would know. I, I, I buy that. If you could play well at double-A, you could probably play it. That doesn't mean you're going to be good in the majors. But it means you can make it. It means you can play it. Yeah, if you if you can play at a high level at double-A, you're somebody who... Yeah. You, you've got a chance to at least, you know, make it to the major leagues and, and have some sort of an impact at some point. Uh, CBS Sports dropped Jack Leiter to their fifth-ranked prospect in the Rangers organization a couple days later. So then that one was concerning. And then you follow that up with Kylie McDaniel, one of the top writers for ESPN, Kylie McDaniel didn't have Jack Leiter in his top 100 prospects. And right behind his top 100, he had others, which consisted of 29 players, like others receiving votes that are just on the outside. They weren't ranked, but it was 29 players outside the top 100, the immediate 29 behind. Jack Leiter wasn't in the 29 either. So Kylie McDaniel had Jack Leiter outside the top 129 prospects in baseball. 
And he's a, he's good at what he does, man. He is like, he's become. Remember Keith Law? He was ESPN. Yeah, he's 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 the next Keith Law for them. I don't know what Keith's doing now. Athlete, he's at the Athletic now. But, I liked. I always liked Keith. Yeah, I thought he was, he was really good. snarky as hell, but I always liked him. So Kylie McDaniel drops him out completely. There's been some chatter, like you know, out there that hey, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Jack Leiter's future is as a reliever. Which, bro, well, if you yeah, picked, that, that, it, if you picked the... him number two, as, yeah. and he ends up as a reliever, and there's already these questions about Kumar Rocker, who you took at three, who well, struggled, who struggled with some, like he has, he, he struggled with control, going back to Vanderbilt, struggled with some more of that in Arizona. That that's still very early. I'm okay with Kumar, the Kumar pick, because he was such a flyer. Yeah, and look, it saved you money that you were able to go and uh, make the other selection in the fourth round. And so it's it's coupled together, it's okay. But still, the third overall pick, and you thought, man, we can get an impact bat here or something like that. And we took a very, very unsure pitcher at number three who a lot of people wondered if he would go in like the 20s. Uh, you know, I am not going to criticize them for either pick. They both could boom and be superstars. Jack Leiter was a can't miss. Yes, um, that's how he was and, viewed. And Kumar Rocker was the best pitcher on the planet at that age in, in college baseball um, he's, for he's, two years. He's got – the slider is disgusting. So I am not going to criticize either one. What it might point to is this team's continued inability to develop pitchers. Like, if those guys had gone to Cleveland – Cleveland's got pretty good history right now of developing young pitchers. Yep. Where would they be? Would Jack Leiter be – better today if he got drafted by Cleveland yeah yeah I mean it's a it's, a, it's a question who has it, a really good yeah op- yeah I mean Mike history. has talked Mike has talked before he doesn't necessarily trust their ability to, to develop pitchers here every team develops different things well um some teams are really good at finding relief pitchers out of nowhere MLB pipeline is the most recent one a couple weeks back they came out with their top 100 prospects last July Jack Leiter on the MLB pipeline rankings was 18. You go forward to October, he had dropped to 45. And in their most recent update, he was 78. Both those guys, him and Kumar, appear to be scared to throw strikes. This is this one, the, the lighter fall from like universally among evaluators, the free fall for him in rankings is concerning to me. And and an MLB is. pipeline now has him as the fifth ranked prospect. He's behind Josh Young, Evan Carter, Owen White, and uh I still don't know how to say it. Luis Angel, Luis Angel Acuna, Ronald Acuna's brother, the uh, middle LA. infielder. L.A., there we La go. Acuna. Perfect. But that's a, that's a concerning fall for a team that needs to develop their own pitching. This team, this team will rise and fall over the next several years based on like what Kumar Rocker does, what Brock Porter does, what Jack Leiter does, not what Jacob deGrom does. Leiter and Kumar, and, and, and it appears on white, are the difference between this team being a World Series contender and being – you know, able to win 85 games. Absolutely. That's the difference. In five years, uh, or no, let's, not, let's do three. In three years, it's not going to be because of Jake DeGrom or Evaldi, or because of, you know, Evaldi probably wouldn't even be here by then. But it'll be because of Leiter, Kumar, and Owen White, and those guys developing. That's it. Who could be on the move to free up some cap space for the Cowboys as they head into this offseason? We'll talk about that next as we get into the final hour of Sean and RJ here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.